Welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast presented by the Athens-Limestone County Public Library. Each episode brings you into the library to meet our collection of people making an impact on the community of Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today for Between the Stacks. My name is Melinda Jones, and I am the Adult New Program and Outreach Coordinator at the Athens-Limestone County Public Library. And today for our podcast, we have the privilege of having local author Alicia Shelley. Um, She and her husband and son reside in Madison, and she has written a book called Resigned, Lies, Truths, and the Stigma of Quitting Your Job, How to Know When It's Time to Go. All right. Good morning, Alicia. How are you today? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast today. You're welcome. I'm excited to share my book uh, with Athens. And uh, this is the first podcast interview I've done. So it's a bit strange for me to be on the other side of the interview table. Uh, But it's a nice change of pace. So thank you. Um, I am originally from Paducah, Kentucky, and I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts from Murray State University. Uh, my husband and I have lived in Alabama for 20-plus years, and uh, we've lived in Limestone County for 11-plus years. And uh, we just can't imagine a better place to raise our son and our rescue dog. <laughs> um, I'm a longtime member of Mensa. And I'm currently the Special Projects Manager at Rocket City HR Consulting. Uh, I enjoy reading and uh, watching Marvel movies with my family during my downtime. Um, My professional qualification to write the book uh, includes previous roles in human resources and administration. I've done recruiting, uh, training, hiring, firing, and more uh, in the HR realm. So uh, I was an executive assistant early on in my career and uh, was present when major business decisions in, in the HR area, such as reorganizations and layoffs, uh, were made. And so I've kind of gotten to see all the different sides of HR uh, and business uh, as it relates to, to staffing. So I think it's been interesting to see how work has evolved over the past few years, especially with COVID and and remote work. Um, And I've watched as the balance has shifted between employees and employers in the past few years as well. So how do you feel about the work from home? What are your thoughts on it? I I think it's not all good or bad. I have done work from home and um, I mostly enjoy it. But sometimes there really is something to be said about being in person with your team. So um, I'm actually a really big fan of hybrid workplaces, um, workplaces that are flexible to the employee's needs, who are willing to let an employee work from home several days a week. But I also think that it's helpful for the business uh, to get together in person every once in a while too. And that doesn't have to even be every week, but uh, a couple times a month I think is really helpful to sort of solidify the team and and have them gel better. So I think that the businesses that are going to be more successful in the future are the ones who are open to that flexibility and open to providing a a welcoming workplace, whether in person or at home, and who provide for the needs of their employees when they're working hybrid from home because uh, they're a little bit different than they are in the office. I personally have never worked from home. I'm just worried that I would get so distracted. I don't know that I can stay on task. I'm afraid I might get a little bit too overstimulated. I don't know. I just, 
Well, I'll admit my dog gets spoiled when I do work from home, and then he doesn't understand when I go into the work some days, and so it, that's a little bit of a struggle. But I enjoy being casual at home and uh, not necessarily having to dress up every day and not having to commute every day. I think that's a, a nice perk. <laughs> right. That is a good perk. Okay, so tell us when you decided to write this book and what made you want to write your book. Well, um, when I decided to write the book a couple of years ago, uh, I realized that I had a double degree in English literature and print journalism, and I'd never used that degree for my own benefit. Uh, I've done plenty of writing in my life for my employers. Uh, I've written training guides and contracts and proposals and marketing literature. Still, I had never written anything personal, something for myself. Um, So I think I was 44 when I had that revelation, (laughs) and I felt the time was right to go for it while I had a break from work. Um, I don't know how commercially successful this book will be, but I'm very proud to have done the daunting thing, and um, I hope to get the opportunity to write some more in the future. Um, I also found through the process that I really enjoy interviewing people. I love the back and forth of it. And so I'm hopeful that my next writing project will also be very interview heavy. Well, so walk us through a typical day during your writing process. When did you find the time to write with everything else that you have going on? Well, um, it has a little bit to do with the timing. I had just quit my job, and that's what sort of, I guess, inspired me to write the book. Um, So I, I quit my job about two years ago, and I felt so incredibly guilty for doing it. Uh, I felt like I was letting my boss down and I was letting my team down. Uh, So much of my identity was tied to my job title and I felt kind of lost without it. Um, I was quitting for a good reason. My husband and I had had our share of uh, health challenges recently. Uh, We had had seven surgeries between the two of us in the past two years and I felt like I was needed at home more often. And um, I wanted to devote some time to my family, health for a while. And I started to examine my feelings about it and realized I had absolutely no reason to feel guilty about quitting. Um, I resigned well from my job. I gave plenty of notice. uh, And I even trained my replacement before I left. Um, I left on good terms with the entire staff. um, And they seemed to respect my decision to leave, too. So... Why did I feel so guilty about it? Um, It didn't make sense. So I tried to sort of resolve that inner conflict by writing about it. Um, I created a blog called queenofquit.com, and I wrote about quitting and other emotionally charged employee situations. Soon I realized that I wanted to turn that material into something more substantial and started my book to help others with my findings. So my goal with the book is to share my story and the story of other employees across the country who've undergone this job resignation journey before. Um, In my book, I call them quit stories. Um, I identify some common reasons people feel like they need to resign from their jobs and step folks through planning and executing a professional resignation, um, including messaging and a resignation letter sample. And... I really want others to feel free to resign whenever it makes sense for them to without the gnawing guilt that I felt. Um, My interviewees were from all walks of life, uh, from fast food to mid-level professionals to C-suite. And although the jobs are very different, basic components of resignation really don't vary that widely. 
So how did it go for you as far as uh, writing your book? Walk us through a little bit of that. Sure. Well, since I had quit my job, I was free during the day between doctor's appointments and physical therapy appointments and in hospital visits and, and that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, really d- during the day uh, was uh, when I was able to carve out a few hours usually. Now, did you self-publish your book? I did. Um, self-publishing made sense for me because I want to keep the rights to everything I create to stay with my family. Um, I started publishing my blog and then my book, uh, and my husband also hosts a tabletop role-playing podcast called the Taking 20 Podcast, and we wanted to form a company that could hold the rights for all of our works um, and also any future endeavors because we're both somewhat creative, and so we created Publishing Cube Media, LLC, uh, for that purpose, to hold those rights. So in copyright law, uh, a work's copyright belongs to the original author unless it's transferred. And so we transfer the rights of each of our publications to the company, the publishing company that we own. And since we co-own it, if one of us passes away, then that should give the other some legal protection to continue to run the company and to collect royalties on our previously published works. So... It also helps keep our business finances separate from our personal finances. Although I do self-publish, uh, I do believe it's important to outsource when you need to as well. I engaged an editor, my good friend William Walters, uh, who did a phenomenal job of pointing out inconsistencies and questions readers might have so that I could tighten up my final manuscript. Uh, I think that professional editing is a must-have if you're publishing a book. And um, I also outsourced my cover design. Uh, I ultimately decided that self-publishing was right for me because I had the skills to do so. uh, And I was too impatient (laughs) uh, to get the work published to waste time on the traditional agent and publishing company proposal process. Uh, That can be a really long process for a lot of people. Um, I know the downside uh, to that decision is that I'll have to spend more of my time doing promotion and marketing, but that's that's okay. I can do that. Um, it also means I don't have to split the profits with anyone else. So uh, that's why I decided to do self-publishing. That's what we're hearing from a lot of the local authors that we've been interviewing. Pretty much the majority, most of them, they do self-publish. So um, how do you promote your books? How do you get out there and do that? That's a great question. Uh, there's so many avenues to promoting a book. My book is available on Amazon Kindle in paperback and hardback formats, and I participate in Kindle Unlimited, which I think is important for new authors to try so they can coax new audiences to their titles, and that helps you get more reviews. I have all five-star reviews, so I certainly hope that trend continues. I've also tried some Amazon ads with kind of mixed response from that. It really sort of depends on your genre, and I don't think nonfiction is probably the best genre for Amazon ads. I think it would be better for fiction writers. Uh, I also sell my book at a local independent bookstore uh, in Huntsville, uh, Burnwater Books in Low Mill. Um, I continue to use my blog and social media and word of mouth as promotion tools, and I'm switching up my distribution methods a little bit, and I plan to publish through Ingram Spark soon in addition to Amazon, And that should give me a little bit more reach into libraries and bookstores, a little bit more access to my title for them. 
So um, in the next few months, I will speak to some private groups about my book and hope to set a local book signing date as well. And I would love to speak to any other groups with interest in the topic of my book. Um, And you can contact me on my website or through social media as Queen of Quit. So certainly happy to to talk to anybody who might be interested. Great. And also for our uh, readers here at the library, Alicia has been so nice to donate us a copy. So it will be on on our shelf. So now that we've kind of talked a little bit about all that, kind of talk to us about your reading. What do you enjoy reading? Who are some of your favorite authors? Sure. Um, I love any well-written book that surprises me. It's really hard to surprise me because I sort of have a a storyteller's brain, so I, I, I see twists and turns coming in advance, and I, I like to be surprised. So um, it, it really doesn't even matter what genre it is. I, I just enjoy um, a well-written book. I'm part of a book club, so I'm delighted to read books I would never have noticed before through that group. And uh, it's just such a joy to talk about books with other book lovers. <laughs> And um, my philosophy is that reading things from entirely different perspectives um, than your own is essential to give you a bigger picture of the world. And um, I'm just lucky that my book club is open to fiction and nonfiction, serious and funny stuff. And um, by having different people select a book each month, we're constantly exposed to a well-rounded assortment of books through the year. So I really enjoy that about my book club. Good. What are y'all reading for uh, this month? What book did y'all pick? Um, right now I'm reading the fiction book uh, Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. And um, it's about some feisty senior ladies who also happen to be world-class assassins. <laughs> and uh, so that's a guilty pleasure kind of read for me. Um, and some of my old standby favorite authors are um, Terry Pratchett uh, and Neil Gaiman and Amor Towles because they're just such masterful storytellers. Um I'd love to maybe even try my hand at writing fiction, too, in the future. But this first book uh, of nonfiction uh, was, was just sort of where my head was at the moment. But I'd love to try writing fiction in the future, too. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming over. And thank you very much. Have a nice day. You've been listening to Between the Stacks, a podcast from the Athens-Limestone County Public Library. To hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, check out our website at alcpl.org. Library Voices is also now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.